By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there would be no apologies given for the abstract and asinine comments made here by the host and their guests. With that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy your experience. We are Jushin's Sorcerers. We are cursed. Are you ready? For episode 48 of the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yo, where the captions at? Yo, oh, oh, oh. Yo, where are the captions at? Yo, oh, oh, oh. Where are the captions at? Where are they at? Eh, 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 eh. Where are they? Yo, where are the captions at? Yappa! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's yours truly, the host of this show, Kells for Show, a.k.a. Finger Licking Good. Join with me always is my bro host. You know who it is, Roscoe Tinkoya, a.k.a. Do we have a soul or do we have a heart? Ooh, that shit got when they dropped that little shit in me. Damn, don't make me think. Oh, I don't make me think. Don't make me think. Don't make me think. Yeah. Don't make a nigga think about that shit. But yeah, y'all, for y'all that don't know, me and Kelsey actually have finally did it over the weekend. Ew. Not that type of dude. Oh, so we ought to go to the Joe Budden podcast real quick with that little homie. <laughs> no, <laughs> no homo. Oh, your fan fiction came true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a spin edition now. Daniel's in the mix. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, joining us always is uh, our man behind the scene, Donatello with the machines, our editor in chief. That Joe Casada type shit, but now I'm not gonna do that to you because Marvel was running better before and after. But mm-hmm. anywho, mm-hmm. it's not other than Daniel <laughs> with a D. Rojas. They call me Daniel because um, the D comes first. Damn it! Okay, I do like that <laughs> if that's how you want to identify the yourself, the D comes first. Cool, fine, and Danny. Fine and Danny. Uh, <laughs> so, y'all know, y'all been here long enough. Y'all know how to format. And guess what time it is? It's what's pop. Yeah, what's popping? And this is the part of the show when we talk about some headlines that have been going on in the world of pop culture and geekdom over the last time that you heard us. And you so, know, it's only been a week. Normally, we start off with Ross, but I'm going to segue into his segment real quick because yeah, yeah. the artist formerly known as Little Bad Wow, who goes by <laughs> Bad Wow now, government <laughs> man named Shat Moss, my high school doppelganger evil version. And I respect Bow because he does everything he was supposed to do. He rapped at a young age. He got money. He got out the game. But now he's officially <laughs> retiring from music. After, after his last album. And his next album. album is going to be basically a, a whole album dedicated to all the girls that he dated or been in love with. And he's going to make a song about each one of them. Oh, also, and, and just- I, also, I was low-key going to do the same thing. I, it's going to be called um, A through Z, and each um, letter oh, of the album is going to be about a girl that I had a relationship with. Not meaning I had 26 relationships, this is but it would be a name. Each song would be named after or inspired by a woman this that I've encountered. This has been a concept and of his been, since 2004. Yes, I'm going to tell the people right now that's what I've been planning so on doing. But I never ages. sat down and did it, but that was in my head the whole time. And now 
Shad, Bow Wow, Moss is doing it. I can't be mad at him. Just great minds think alike. Yeah. And after he said he's done with that, he's going to get involved with none other than the WWE. Yes, little Bow Wow want to be a big-ass wrestler. And if he has no problem Bow Wowing, then he might have an issue with the big dog when he comes in that yard. The, the funny thing is... And go ahead and talk about that wrestling shit, right? Uh, it's just going to be hilarious because we know this nigga don't be working out like that. Also, on a fun fact, we know this nigga got a whole grown-up hip-hop. And I know in this current season, ain't watched it yet, but I have heard he got another bitch pregnant. Didn't mean to call him bitch. Well... Not to say it like that. No, it but No, but yeah, he's still dealing with his rape case. Or his abuse case. When he... Oh, yeah, when he abused... No, 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 quote-unquote, allegedly. Oh, they got the footage. He... When he got beat he up got and the, she got beat up and all he that. He got the, the Solange footage, footage... The Solange elevator footage clearly shows this nigga was attacking her. <laughs> and she defended herself. They said a hit dog will bow wow. <laughs> yeah. But um, in other news, on my birthday, one of the greatest gifts ever. Fun fact, Tommy Dreamer's birthday is also February 13th. So... Mm. Uh, Impact had a pay-per-view on February 13th where Tommy Dreamer got to uh, fight Rich Juan for the Impact uh, Championship belt where he dislocated a finger but yet didn't win the match. Then ended up getting beat up by Moose because Moose beat up both him and Rich Juan mm. and held both the Impact and TNA uh, World Championship title. At the same damn time? Man, I can't wait for Moose to beat Rich Juan and unify these belts. Um... But check also, Private Party was should have won, but lost due to the smartness of the good brothers in this triple. Uh, Did you just say Private Party? Yes, AEW's Private Party. Is it a party that involves their privates? No, niggas. Mm-hmm. They're the two Brooklyn high flyers that basically I told you about that, like the Hardy Boys, but uh, trained from Red uh, Red Sun, who also trained Sasha Banks. Word, because I didn't know if it was like a low key. Now, no. Venus homage. No, so God, they Venus. might be trying to come in no. like, hello, ladies. Technically, <laughs> technically, they, private parties been the gimmick before Street Profit. So, low-key, if you've been in the, if you know the indie wrestling game like that, Street Profits, depending on how you want to say it, could have took from private party swag mm. with the solo cups, even though they don't do solo cups. They ring from... A place you have to be invited, and they weigh an ounce. Uh, I forgot how much, but they say uh, they say they weigh, but only in vodka and orange juice. Word, shit, damn. Yeah. And um, <laughs> segueing from that. Um, um, but no, before also before segueing from that, WWE on Valentine's Day had a uh, NXT Takeover event called Vengeance Day, where all the titles were defended. And retained by all their proper people. But yet also, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez were the first females to win the very first ever uh, Dusty, the Tag Team Dusty, Dusty Cup Classics. So they now have a title shot for the women's title belt. As well as MSK. For those that watch Impact, they were formed. They're the tag team. They're two of the three members from the ta- uh, group, the Rascals. They won the uh, Dusty Classic and will be having a title shot for the NXT Tag Team titles later on as well. And Adam Cole has turned on uh, Undisputed Era. 
So we'll have to wait to find that out. Word. And, um, yeah. <laughs> now let's let, let, guess what all else hey, happened. Hey, in the segue now. Let's go. In the segment. In the segue. <laughs> and let's, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep this shit moving. Um, yeah, let's hit that. So, what, what happened new on music? Play what? We're not to music because there's other things to talk oh, about. Then, oh, we going to talk about that Josh Whedon effect? Nah, we're not gonna talk about that because we ain't gossipers. Like, I'm just seeing her hit news. You guys are a little I stand with Ray. I, ain't gonna hot hot I stand with Ray Fisher now. It is what it is. After everyone on Buffy. Hell yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's something that should have been taken care of a long time ago. Long time ago. But that's for another podcast. They, I'm sorry. We're, we're not SJWs here. We're, we're just people. But I'm just saying. And speaking of you, which, <laughs> Gina Carino. Gone. How you lose? How you lose? Fired. How you lose this Disney money? That's what I'm about to tell the people. If you haven't heard, she was um let go of the Mandalorian, and for see this is the thing too. There was a lot of shit that went on with this, but at the same time, but the same time, there's a lot of double standards. Because when I first heard about this, like oh damn, I knew she was being problematic. That shit's not cool. But then when I got a little further into it, I was like. Okay, there were other people doing some of the same shit, and there was no reprimand for that shit. But long story short, the final nail in the coffin was she put up a tweet, oh no, an Instagram post comparing her political views and Nazi Germany Jewish shit. And most people know, like, even though that's my, that may be the way you feel, you gotta thread, you, you gotta you tread lightly on that Jewish shit. You can't talk you, about the Holocaust. You gotta tread lightly, even though it might be factually correct. Things. You gotta tread lightly. But also with Disney, they've been trying to phase her out too. But at the same time, how are you gonna try to phase that girl out? But when you get, we about to give her a whole own um, spinoff she, series. Was I think the Rebels Republic? Yeah, Republic? I, they were supposed to give her. A spin-off. No, no, that was hers. But I think the part, but I think when during this pandemic and the whole like anti- no, 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 she been saying if he like some of that shit the whole time. So they was already looking for a reason to get rid of her. But I'm like, if you already were thinking she might do something again to warrant that. Why you should have started? Yeah, you should have. Because y'all let Josh Whedon go real quick. Wait, wait. Whedon was an issue. The thing with I that, know Whedon wasn't an issue. And but the thing about that, Joe. Like, the thing about that, like, that's the thing too with this council culture and all this shit too. You have to have the same line. That's why you don't get, you can't get people wriggling on point. He was like, well, if they said this, so why she getting fired for that? If everything was the same, fine. Like, you could easily be like, yo, Jenna. You need to walk that back. I'm not telling you to apologize, but walk that back. Explain yourself. This and that third. Because we can disagree with some shit. But when you come out here like that, that. And the thing with Disney, they did that shit before the investors meeting. Like, if you already had that idea, we have this whole show. Now you got to go back and retweet that shit. You shouldn't even make that show a thing if you already knew she could be a loose cannon. Quote, unquote. Yeah, and That's I think also, too, because, like, one of the things why I, like, kind of was iffy about it. Because I did not know, like. She when she started th- talking about the BMM and all that, and then well, old dude was like, had to talk. No, the pronouns. Yeah, and I, I heard about the pronouns too. But then and when then I, old dude came in and explained it to her, she she backed that up. And I think that's time, when Disney gave her the yeah. That's when they gave. That's when that whole shit kind of went on the yeah. Iffy, and but the then same she, thing too. Like I read about that before, but then while I was listening more about the actual context, it was like, oh, she somebody talked to her and she was playing like that beat boop was not to them to the haters because she did say do whatever you want to do. I'm all for that, but I don't like people coming at me making me feel away when that's not my attention. 
I'm cool with that. Cool with that. You could do the same thing with this, but it's mm-hmm. it's just nasty at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't just, think she's a bad person. We all have our views. She just has silly views and probably felt. I think she's probably just like that Ashley uh, Van, Vanderbilt chick. She ended up opening up TikTok, found some shit that she liked, and then the algorithm, due to the fact she watched it, started giving her down, to putting her down that rabbit hole, and she ain't looked out from, she ain't seen the light since then. Exactly, and it's going to be interesting to see how this um, carries over, because Carla Doom, her character that she played, was the second most, or Popular, third, Carla Car- Doom, after, you know, um, Brett Dito, a.k.a. Um, Grogu, <laughs> and the Mandalorian, she was... The third yeah. most popular. That's why she was getting her own spinoff. Yeah. So, yeah. Just some views. Long story short, we all have the freedom to say what we want to say. And also, people have the freedom to critique us and criticize you, us for what we say. You have too. the freedom to say what you have want to say. But you also, with that freedom comes the consequences that could come behind it. Exactly. And moving from that, um, the Snyder Cut dropped their ooh, final ooh, trailer. Ooh, 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 yeah. And we got a um, couple different reveals. We have Granny Goodness, if you look I closely, she's in there. And Jared Leto's Joker has a scene in it, which is going to be dope, hopefully. And hopefully there's more content of that being set up throughout the whole four-hour movie, which I'm low-key pissed about. Because it's supposed to be a four-part, one-hour series. But now they say, no, nah, we're going to give you the whole four-hour movie. Like, I don't want to sit through anything for four hours. I kind of don't want to sit through it, but the fact of the matter is now that I found out that, like, the nightmare, the nightmare dream sequence is not going to be a dream sequence, but actually going to be a time skip. No, that's what, yeah, because that's what thing too. Like it was it. always, it was a dream sequence to Batman because he hasn't lived it yet, but the Flash comes back because it was a reality. It's basically long-term DC deja vu. So this is just about how long it is, but I was talking with my friend Ellie today. We went to Taco Star and got a medium drink, which looked like a fucking, mm-hmm. fucking monster. And it's the same thing with, you know, movie theaters. <laughs> like, hey, here's the biggest drink we fucking have. It's basically a tub. You're going to have to pee halfway through the movie. And movies should have intermissions if they're going to be anything longer than two and a half hours. And the great thing about this is it's at home. So, yes, it's going to be four hours. Hit that pause button whenever you feel like it. That's going to be a real challenge, sitting through that shit from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Not because you feel a way about Snyder or Justice so League. It's just because it's, it's four, four hours. fucking hours. I'm going to be honest. I'm like elsewhere on Terrell. I'm, I'm so hyped. Like, I ain't even going to front. That weed and cut was booty. It was it was decent, but I'm just like Warner Brothers really want to have a Marvel S movie about a comic book franchise that's really dark and gritty. No, no, that's where you that's where you're mistaken. The Justice League's never been dark and grit, gritty. They've been the hope of the DC universe. They've been Superman esque overall. Only person that was dark and gritty was fucking Batman. And Aquaman, when he had the hook hand. Other than that, they're all about truth, justice, and hope. Not the American way, but they was there to that you could tell your kids, look up, son. Look up, daughter. <laughs> like, that's the Justice League. That's your Wonder Woman. You could be like her. I don't if you know, want but to. for some reason, it's just the aesthetics of their movies always felt dark and gritty for me, and that's the one thing why I like. Why I had liked the DC movies. The well, DC if you're movie. talking about overall, the first. Well, Batman was the first. Batman yeah, was talking pretty. Superman was never that. And but yet, the Snyder like, Cut is all 
Snyder is a dark person himself. Yeah, so and that's I, why I, yeah, and for some reason I just like the dark I just like the dark color tones that Snyder gives. Oh yeah, that's not wrong with that, but you still have like a dark serious tone with a film but still have your characters be be light and gritty. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see this. I'm I'm still going to watch it. I'm not, there's no if ands or but, but but also, oh, I'm a biased it. person. I am yes. a Snyder fan anyway. What Atlas? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Word. All right, so moving on from that, we're going to talk about YWDCA14. Let's That's the playlist that for the month music. of February. If y'all aren't already listening to that shit, make sure you go to Spotify and start checking that shit out. And, of course, look at our um, listen to our other podcasts we've been doing every month since we our inception as a podcast. And I'm just about to rattle out a couple of songs that you can hear on there. One being Low Key by Doughboy and Lil Uzi Vert. Another one being Rolls Royce Umbrella, Ella, Ella, A by artists by the name of Clever and Chris Brown. Brain. Think about that one. By the boy Trey Songs. Yeah, so you're going to imagine what Trigger on there talking about. It's a dope song. You know, Valentine's Day just passed, but, you know, you want to get a little sexy sex with a lady. You never go wrong with some Trey songs. He'll get you where you need to be. Um, what it feels like, Nipsey Hussle featuring Jay-Z off the Judas and the Black Messiah compl- uh, Messiah <laughs> soundtrack. Complex. Not Complex. Messiah Complex is the X-Men theme. My brain is always on X, but that shit goes <laughs> hard. Um, R.I.P. to Nipsey always. If you haven't checked out that movie, make sure you check that out. It's uh, American History. And we should always, always be cognitive of where we've been because that's going to shape where we're going. And um, that go featured um, Young Thug and um, the boy uh, Meat Mills. And, um, Off That Yak by Young M.A. She back with one, she's back with another one. And anytime Young M.A. Young M.A. give you a Lucy, just some random freestyle type shit, that shit always go hard. Uh, Ross, do you want to throw in some real quick? Yes, I, I have... Uh... At my worst from Pink Sweat's new album, Pink Planet, featuring Kalani. Clyde's new album, uh, Super Monster. One of my songs from off of there is uh, Soft Spot. Uh, Rebecca Black is back at it, y'all, with the Friday remix featuring Big Frida 303 and uh, Dorian Electra. I'm not going to lie. It bumps. Did you say at, super drunk or super? Uh, super, uh, super soft. I mean, Soft Spot. No, no, Super the name of the person. Album, oh. No, the album Super Monster, the person's Claude. Claude? Yeah, it's a chick. Her name's Claude, yeah. Uh, Calling my phone from Lil TJ featuring uh, Black with the six on there. Y'all know, if y'all know. Y'all hip-hop heads know who I'm talking about when I say Black. Uh, Flames by Mod Son featuring Avril Lavigne from off of their new album, the internet killed Rockstar. And no uh PJ Henry uh PJ Hardwig got Noah's Noah Cyrus on a song called Dear November. These were my slaps from this week. They all hit. Those are the ones that but yeah, those are all my my hits from this week from uh for YWDCA 14. And also, um, STFU by Alana Castillo. Ooh, that's what she just played for. Uh, yeah. Know Each Other by Friend Within. Tad at Heart by 303. It's not as oh. punk poppy. It actually feel like some old Motown, Sam um, Cook type vibe to it. Very acoustic with it. 
And speaking of Sam Cooke, another um, black legend, Rowdy Rebel and Nav dropped a track called Jesse Owens. It slaps. I'm glad um, Rowdy um, Rebel's home. Can't wait for Schmurder to get out because they about to kill the streets with all their bars they're going to be dropping on us. Have you heard that rumor that when uh, Schmurder gets out, his hat's going to return to him? I know, like a long-awaited boomerang. <laughs> um, Hit Easy by Eric Bellinger and Hitmaker. A little more by that boy G-Easy. He got another track in him. He always got a bop. He got two bops in this month. And Carol G, one of my favorite Latina um, artists, dropped another song uh, called Location. And it's good. So, yeah, if you want to hear new music, you know where to find it at. as YWDCA14. And with that being said, we're going to move on to Yo, We Geeking Out. And today, we we're going to be geeking out about one of the hottest animes in the street. This was like number one on most people's um, anime list of last year. And that's the one, the only, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, it's yeah. We like we said earlier, we binged this over the weekend, but we're gonna talk about the first thirteen episodes because that's the only amount of episodes that the Crunchyroll version of HBO Max gives us, which are subbed and dubbed. If you want to choose, actually, no, I think it's only dubbed. It's only dubbed because I had no choice. Yeah, yeah, that's the only main reason why I binged it out. I was like, oh shit, they got a shit dubbed. Now I can read comic books. And watch this shit at the same time. I don't pay too much attention that to is, the actual subtitles. Until you actually get into a little bit more of the story and they start talking about it. No, which, the story's pretty I'm going to be honest. Good. I wasn't paying much attention until I got to like episode five when they started actually getting more detailed into the juicing uh, culture and whatnot. Yeah, I, I, I could walk back that statement too because... Anime stories are normally very simple, but then there's a lot that goes back on top of it. There's all these little caveats, <coughs> caveats and rules to the whole shit. Because the show is basically about Yuji, who eats a finger from one of the most, I don't know, vile or the... He's not even, like, technically it's, the strongest, but he's, like, one of the first It's the most powerful curse yes. that once was a human that exactly. transformed into, due to his power and whatnot... A forearm court curse being thus. That's place where you got all those fucking fingers. That's why you have to four, catch the twenty yeah. fingers instead of it just being ten hands, ten toes. That's why they made the jokes like, no, he has four arms. I'm like, oh, because if you could count four arms, that's twenty fingers. Exactly. And Yuji eats one of these um, cursed fingers that gains the curse abilities on top of his own abilities, which from Jump Street had me like, hold on, because did you notice that shit too? Because he was he's not. Uh, because, he, no, no, hold on, hold on. Because, unbeknownst to us and him, he's just a normal human. Yeah, he's, But he came through that window like he was fucking Batman with no grappling line, bust through the window, and had mad agility but and also, strength. But Chet also, as stated, the episode after, he also says, well, not even the episode after, I think like two episodes after, he states that he's naturally gifted with abilities and able to fight. So See, that's the same thing. I just write that up to that. No, too. I'm saying, like, we don't know that until two episodes later. All we know is he a normal-ass human. He come human out nowhere with like, super strength, up. agility, quickness. But of course... But Chet, a, if you're one of them anime nerds, you know the trope. But yeah, but at the same time... by his grandpa, and that was, like, his real only friend, so, you Yeah, know. but at the same time, like, yo, bro, you just came out nowhere with these hands and this credible timing. But even they say he wasn't... Taking back or 
he wasn't frightened by the aspect of actually seeing ghosts and shit like that, even though he's never seen them shits before. He just accepted that shit naturally That's out of part sad, of life. Yeah. Because we know, like you said, being anime fans, we're going to come to find out that he was already predetermined or predestined to be a carrier of XYZ traits. Yeah, because I can't wait. Because somehow his grandpa got a factor into this shit, too. Either his grandpa factors into it or his grandpa just was good, a good enough person that he cared about that he modelized his life after him after his death in, in honor. Hell yeah, because like with most anime, when it comes to things like this, being in another shonen anime is like, there's going to be a whole school, he's going to be like a student, he has to have the teachers, he don't have the friends, there's a ranking system and all this. And I do like how he's not intentionally trying to be that because he's not aware of any of this shit but now he's thrust into this world and now he has a responsibility upon himself not only to protect people but to make sure he can house this curse demon that's what's but technically it does push it to it because there is an episode that kind of evades to it because of the pure fact of him actually losing to a curse and then realizing he needs to get stronger, so yeah. that gives him that edge even more. Because, like, yeah, he always was going to be like, yeah, I want to get strong because this teacher's hella strong, da-da-da. But, like, oh, no, I've died and came back to life. I need to get stronger because I've experienced something way more stronger than me, and I, I need to be stronger to protect the people that I care about. Yes. And, which um, is even, which is, to be honest, like, two people... That we meet later on. Well, we had met one before throughout the show, but we meet the other first year student that he was around when he died. Well, so like those two are like the two people he care about the most at this current time and moment. Yeah, that would be one of them. Would be Mugami. Mugami and I and the second one is uh, Nobra. Nobra. Yeah. And Mugami strikes me as like I thought he was gonna be like the Kaka- not Kakaske like the Sasuke type. But no, he's actually more social, but he is already said to be like the number two in a sense. And there's not that initial rivalry like normally you have with um, show, um, Shonen uh, protagonists and the second character is normally that B. But right now he's like, no, nah, I just felt like I needed to help you. And I was in a situation and I just felt like I needed to be here instead of just focusing on the demon because you had a good heart. I met you on Jump Street and then this, then Nobra is the female of the squad and she's all about yo I'm already doing my thing you boys are stupid I'm gonna show you why I'm this shit and I like that cause she's not resilient over the dude she enjoying because of no love she's like no I need to come here and do my thing I'm and like, not yo, only is she gonna just, be dope and not only is she just like that she's also a countryside girl that only want to see how the city life is like as That's well true. on top of that so it adds even an extra funny matter because, like, when it gets into her inner monologue, you you see how she sees other people and how she reacts to them. Like, uh, but yeah, those are our first three first years of Jushin Kaijin Tech School, where they're learning how to do, they're learning how to fight curses and. And exercising them. And exercise them. And the one thing that I do like the most is it's like they meet, they have a little session, our main character dies, re comes back. But the thing is, instead of him just being reunited with the group, it straights off just 
cuts him away from the group. We find out that the group is is still thinking that he's dead, unbeknownst to like the few people that know he's alive. They think he's dead. They now have to now are being told that they're for the first time being put into a school tournament against their sister school. And the only reason why they're put in there is because the third year students got expelled. So they have to learn from the second year students, which are May, Panda, and I forgot the third person. But what makes things great about Zinny. Zinny. Zinny's the chick, um, the what? one dude that only speaks in rice ingredients and foods, and then Panda. Oh, wait. Oh, May's Zinny's Zinny. sister. Twin sister. No, Zinny is the one with the glasses. Yeah, the but she, her twin sister's Maiden. All right, because I, I just don't remember Maiden, but. Yeah, May's the twin sister that looks just like her that had the guns that shot the first year student when. Old dude that came in and fought, uh, what you call it. Word. And one of the things, too, I love about the show, oh, they get hella meta. Because, like, you got a whole thing with, like, the second-year students get introduced. And then it's just like, yeah, and Panda. Then, um, no bros is like, are we not going to talk about Panda? Like, uh, this whole big-ass talking Panda bear? I'm like, yeah, are we not going to talk about? No. Nope. Gloss right over like, oh, so we doing this? Gloss All right. Over. They gloss over that and also gloss over the fact that this dude only speaks in rice ball and green. Well, they mentioned that. They tell us but that. The thing is, literally, yeah. everybody, everybody besides the first year students can tell what the hell he's saying. And most of the time, it's just all in him saying Boko Flakes. Yeah. And the <laughs> tuna. It's kind of similar to that one cursed demon that nobody that knows. Know. He speaks, well, if you watch it with subs, and say backwards talk. He speaks backwards, but then another one of the curses like, I hate that we don't know what you're saying, but we know what you're saying in our brain. I was like, yo. And then what's maybe more hilarious is even when he's backwards talking, there was that one person that's like, yeah, that's beautifully said. And he's just like, wait, what? All right. Yo. But then, all right, so what do you think Panda is? Is it a bear that got cursed or is it a man that got cursed into a panda bear? Ooh. Just off the top. I think it might be a panda that learned how to do curses. Why? Because the pure fact of the matter is, as we come to find out, the ability of using juicing and curses is all about emotions. And every soul and our heart can do that. And I like how they broke down versus... uh the ability to use cursed energy versus a cursed curse technique. technique. Yes. And one is just like, boom, throwing power. Throwing and another one is more finesse. Yes. And I like how they broke it down with like an inner, with electronics. It's yes. like, there's one where you could just put a current into something. Put a current into something and make it work. Or it's just something where it's just explosive power all at once. And that made it even more easier. <laughs> and yeah, like, I like how they just broke that shit down. I was like, all right, cool. Simplify shit for me. Now I get it. It's kind of like similar. It was um, an Uncanny X-Men circa 2008. And I believe it was Emma Frost trying to teach Psylocke how to use her telekinesis. Because Psylocke's like, girl, I could punch a hole through a mountain. But yeah, but we need to refine that. Pick up this nickel. We need to get you precise with that ability. Yeah, you can punch it, but I need precision. 
and she couldn't pick up the nickel. So it doesn't matter how powerful you are, but if you need to shoot a photon missile the size of a swamp rat <laughs> in the middle of the Death Star, we don't need all that extra shit. We just need you to get that shit right in the hole. I'm not Star Wars guy, so that reference is where it is, but you get what I'm trying it's to say. Womp rat. That's what I thought. Womp rat. Yes. And also, the one thing that I do like, too, is the fact of how you use it. It's based on hatred, emo- your emotions that actually are more true to what is being, instead of like being a kind hearted person, it's more the hate, the anger, and all of that. And it's not that just you're using hate and anger all at a dispersed time is also intertwining in fact of you knowing that you're using your hate and anger in a calm state which which allows you to use your powers or should I say your curse for a longer period of time Word. because they explain like just using all your anger all at once you're gonna burn out but you gotta learn how to calm it yeah and use it periodically. So you build up that reservoir. And what I also like about it too is meta and it's current because there's a t- um, scene where Yuji, the main protagonist, was like, why are you going to call out your attacks? That's stupid. Like, nah, you need to call out your attacks so you can focus your attacks. So he's trying to use his um, fucking um, curse engine. He's like, all right, Kamehameha, um, Razigun. Like, he said all... He like, says sh- literally. Uh, soul shotgun. He like, says Bonsha. When they... And what makes it even more hilarious? I think say Bonkai too. No, right? yeah, because when K- the Kakashi of the show, my boy Goju, or yeah, when Goju explains Ooh. everything to him, he gets hype and excited. He's like, "Oh, so I can use Razigun, Baku, uh, Kaju." This he just starts naming off all the big name moves, and Razi dude's just gun, like, Bakugou, he was like Kamehameha. He yeah. starts writing all this yeah. shit. And yeah, he just is naming off all the shows Trap and trap moves. Yeah. Yeah, Digimon. And no dude just eyes. still explaining everything to him while you're just hearing him naming all off. And just like, yeah, that's something any anime head person would do. For real. And I like that too. Oh, speaking of that, this intro got so much drip. Oh like, why didn't nobody gosh. tell me this intro and outro got all the hip hop swag? Like, this nigga Millie walking in an outro to come <laughs> in with all the hip hop and skip scops. Not it. I'm, I'm surpassing just this. They hit with the folk at the end too. You ain't started listening to that soundtrack yet, right? I ain't started listening to that soundtrack yet because I'm be honest, this uh episode outside of yesterday when we watched the first two episodes and watched the trailer through episode thirteen is my first time really just listening to the whole intro all the way through. Like the the one thing I will give HBO Max Max props is they force you to watch everything. They won't they don't they didn't give you No. On the Xfinity version of HBO Max, it doesn't give you the skip. Sh- oh it yeah, doesn't auto- you- it doesn't have autoplay. You, you have terrestrial to- shit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it doesn't do autoplay. You got too many it- Apple products to be fucking with terrestrial You're shit. Now I'm on the ears. I'm on that cable box, baby. I know terrestrial. It's sitting right in front of me. Not washing behind your ears, Ross. Bro, he, yeah. ain't, well, he don't know about it. I wash behind my ears. I just. <laughs> But speaking of Goju, this yeah. Kaka- soon as I saw him, this the Kakashi in the show, Kikashi, but way more swag. Boy, when he showed us those blue eyes, white dragons. When you actually see him show the blue eyes. I was like, oh! He took him to the void. And because I play a game called Munchkin, Munchkin, it's like a dungeon. So when you're in that dungeon, the void, there's a nothing. Because you don't like this thing. They want to touch, but they don't want to touch. You see all that potential Oh, yeah, he causes inversion. Woo! And then the monster that's trying to kill him, like, show me. They touch hands like, oh, you want to learn? Why kill your ass? Literally, he's like... Why? I, I, I he's not lying to me. I should see it. So he goes and touch him. He's like, 
why can't I touch him? He's like, uh, you want to know why? I control that. I control that, that little space right there. I slowed it down. So you, so the closer you try to touch me, the slower you get. And it just starts beating up all on And then you go into a whole void of like time, space, just stop. Yeah, they, all this wild they explain this, shit. Yeah, he explains what is called a dimension, a dimensional trap or something like that. It's like the void and shit. Like, <laughs> Because certain people have those shits in the series. Yeah, they can they can summon them, but the thing is, you come to find out, it's like, yeah, you're summoned into like a trap section. Yeah, the three ways of getting out is either pun- uh, knocking out the user that created a trap, punching your way out the trap, or creating a trap yourself and your trap being stronger than the other character. And that's when we find out that Gaiju has what is called the in- infinite void. Which is one of the most strongest traps out there. Yeah, them hands clap. And oh, it's just it was just one of those things. It's like oh, we got a strong character, but yet he's not just also strong. He wants to have he wants to change the re- the school up, but instead of him just saying oh, I'll just def- kill all the directors that run the school. He's like no, if I kill them, they replace them. The best way of me doing is being this teacher. Train these kids and let them see that the director's way is wrong, and then I can get them to join my vision, and we can just change this whole school up, which is just as hilarious because on the opposite side of the coin, our main villain is trying to get all the ten fingers just so, I mean the twenty fingers just so they can start chaos and. Like you change the society of oh, the world also themselves. Oh, hold on. If he's talking about that, we ain't gonna talk about your character, nigga. Who my ca- Oh, you already know who your character is. I make. I'm like, when did this shit turn to 13 Reasons Why? I'm like, you gonna tell me this is the reason why Tyler got that gun with pop, 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 Juicy? pop, pop, pop. Are we talking about Jupin? Yes, we talking about Jupin. Jupin. All right, we, we ain't got all the time to talk about Jupin, but I did like how they set up his character for. And for how they set him up to go to the dark side and to be like, oh. yo, I want the power of curses so I could kill people because like, why shouldn't I have the ability to kill people when all existence is futile and nothingness? Because at the end of the day, we're all nothing. Nothing like Jupin is the perfect reason of the hair of the Harvey Dent. You just one little snap. You mean the away. Joker? No, Harvey. No, Harvey Dent. His his Harvey, infamous quote Harvey is. No, Harvey did say you either die a hero or live long, long enough to see yourself become a villain. And he was, yeah. and he, Jupin died, Jupin lived long enough to see himself as a villain. That he nigga died. 14 and a half. He died at 14. Dude, it's not that hard. Bro, but the fact that he, no, no. Jupin <laughs> was going through You come to shit. find out like that nigga got a whole like a Leah like thing going on with his eye, but you come to find out not only was he being bullied, that once he lifted bangs up, there's like eight burns from cigarettes. So this whole time he's in this school being bullied by these bullies who end up getting killed, he was being burnt. Yeah, by they were these burning his, They were ashing his They were they were ashing his cigarettes on his head. For real. And not only that, it's just like that one little scene when we find out the first three kids that got killed were were technically supposedly homeboys or something like that, but yet they were dick ass homeboys. And then when um, Yugi come in, like, "Yo, buddy, what's up, man? Let's hang out. Let's be cool." Yo, be like, nice. Let me go homeboy. to your crib. Your mama like me. Meet blah, your mama. All this and that. And they both geeks. They both like the same shit. So once again, Zach Morris screech. You could be from different um, 
blocks but still have the same street in common. So it's just like, yo, we just need somebody to talk but to. But it's also one of them sad parts and it works. because it's also after the fact that Jupin has already met a curse exactly. who says, I'm human and has, is out here teaching them like, yo, humanity is but trash. Yes. I can teach you how to be a, I can teach you how to use curse magic to kill, to kill because humans are trash. And literally this curse, this demon literally handed him something. It's like, what's this? He's like, it's a human. He's like, oh, and he's like, oh, you're not scared of what I just did. He's like, no, nah, because I, this human's not somebody that I have a personal connection to. So if this was like my mom, yeah, but. This is somebody I don't know, so I don't have no care. Or and, and just like the classic trope of like, oh, I was gonna ask you out before they made me, but I didn't know you. So now that you figured out this is all a little poor to make you hot and me to take you to prom as a bet, I still care about you because Yugi went to interact with um Jupiter knowing that he was already like entwined with the evilness just to come to find out they cool. But once Jupiter um find that shit out, like so at this point in the recording, we lost the rest of the audio as it was clipping. But based off what you heard Kelsey and Ross say, I think you can get where they were going with the show. We will post in the description part of the podcast their recommendations and what they think you should check out. But for the most part, it is unusable. If you really want to hear it, you can message us and we'll send you what it sounded like. But as they say, be one or be nothing and be kind, y'all. <laughs>